Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to Platinum sponsor Podium and Titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk. Whispering Loudly is the Workshop Whisperer podcast. I'm producer Bell and we're with Rachel Sheldrick today and Alex Dalrymple. He's a former radio DJ. In fact, we worked together uh, many moons ago or just a couple of moons ago. However, he had a something of a career crisis in his 40s and uh, rediscovered his love of cars and launched a new review channel on YouTube, Four Wheels and a Seat. Alex has always loved cars. <laughs> this is awesome his mother says his first word was merc <laughs> your second um phrase was fix my merc is that right <laughs> yeah. and then and then oh my god i'm broke <laughs> <laughs> he focuses on the driving experience and the aesthetics of new cars. Four wheels and a seat helps potential buyers get an idea of what to expect and what to look out for in a new car before taking it for a test drive. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure, Mel and Rachel. Great to chat. That is one uh, one classic of an intro. So uh, thank you very <laughs> thank you very much for that. Is there anything outside of that intro that you'd like our listeners to know about you? Well, look, I there are a lot of very in depth and very long car reviews out there. While I was sort of researching other channels to try and work out where I wanted to sit in the market, there are a lot of very good reviewers who go really into the nitty gritty of cars and how they work and sort of you know the different shape valves and uh, the compression ratios and, and all that kind of stuff which is not stuff that I understand at all I mean I could try and talk about it but it, w- it wouldn't be very convincing and, and I kind mm-hmm. of, sort of thought well I really like cars but I don't understand a big part of how they work so how about a channel that is kind of aimed at people who appreciate cars the way they look the way they drive the way they feel, the features, the technology, and maybe they're thinking of getting a new car. And I sort of figured that that's probably what the vast bulk of people are looking for when they're doing research for a, a new car. So I wanted to try and place the channel in that sort of realm rather than going into the in-depth tech talk, which I don't understand. And yeah. I don't think I'd do a, a very convincing job of pretending to understand it. Mind you, I am learning as I'm going. I'm certainly yeah. learning a lot more. But um, I do try to make it as user-friendly and, and keep it as broad as I can. Nice. So we were when we were doing our research, we read a quick blurb about you on the Men's Health website. Uh, that read, Alex Dalrymple, multimedia content producer, is a former radio DJ, as we just heard, who got through a career crisis by going back to school and learnt how to produce award-winning video content. Can you tell us a little bit more about the crisis and how did going back to school help? Well, all through my early years, sort of certainly from the time I was a teenager right through to my uh, late 20s, I I was really sort of hell-bent on becoming... Uh, a big radio DJ that was sort of all I wanted to do. I was just obsessed with radio growing up and I wanted to be a big music jock and I was influenced by Doug Mulray, who I used to listen to on Triple M in Sydney in the in the um, 90s as he was sort of just finishing up his career. And that was what I wanted to be. That was all I wanted to do. I effectively ended up throwing away my HSC just in pursuit of a radio career. I did do the HSC and just sort of barely <laughs> But I mean, yeah. as soon as I finished school, I actually did manage to get a um, sort of uh, a paid internship role at Triple M, and I, I spent a good year and a half there. 
learning the ropes. And um, one thing led to another, and I eventually ended up um, at Nova in Sydney, where I worked with Mel. And once I got to about the age of 30, I, I just kind of thought, is this really what I want to be doing now? It just sort of, I felt maybe I was just beginning to age out a tiny bit. There'd been a big shift in the way music and popular culture was being uh, sort of uh, presented on the radio. It had become very gossip and very celebrity and it was less about the music. And I kind of just felt that maybe this isn't quite for me anymore. So sort of thinking about what I wanted to do next. Um, I've been sort of always a, a diehard movie fan. I've been sort of thinking about getting into video production. So I started dabbling in that a little bit, just doing a few little odd jobs, mostly for my wife's company. Um, and then that just started taking up more and more of my time. And I got more and more into video production. Uh, and now I'm a full-time videographer and producer. Uh, and uh, that eventually led to Men's Health magazine, which I was at until about 12 months ago when uh, Pacific Magazines, who owned Men's Health, was sold to Bauer, and unfortunately the magazine was wrapped up. Mm -hmm. um, it has just reappeared. I think the first issue of the new version of Men's Health uh, just hit the shelves yesterday, actually, uh, but I'm not part of that anymore. Uh, but unfortunately, myself, along with about 100 other people, uh, we're all made redundant. So during uh, the middle of the COVID lockdown, um, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'd, I'd done a few car reviews for Men's Health and I really enjoyed doing it. And mm. I'd had some good feedback from the audience. And I thought, well, why don't I do this for myself? I mean, I'm one of those people who doesn't like to be not busy. So I launched uh, Four Wheels in the Seat. I cut together a, a demo reel, mostly of the reviews that I had done for Men's Health, sent that out to all of the car makers directly. I, I didn't deal with any dealerships, but straight to the marketing and PR departments of car makers. And much to my surprise, probably about 75% of them came back and said, yeah, we'd, we'd love to loan you cars. Um, wow. And it, <laughs> And it's been uh, non-stop ever since. I would literally get a different car every week. And it's been like that since mid-last year. And I'm, yeah, it's keeping me very busy. Amazing. So uh, along with um, Four Wheels in a Seat, you've worked with some pretty big Australian names since jumping into this uh, content producing, such as Chris Hemsworth, Dylan Orcott. How did you land yourself them? Well, uh, they both go back to my men's health days. Um, Chris Hemsworth was on the cover of men's health about two years ago, I think it was. And uh, it was a big secret that um, we were going to be shooting. Actually, initially, it was just going to be his wife, Elsa Pataki, mm. for men's health's sister magazine, Women's Health, who I also did some work for. And literally at the 11th hour, we got Paul saying uh, Chris Hemsworth has agreed to do the cover of Men's Health at the same time that his wife was going to be on the cover of Women's Health. So the entire health team from Pacific Magazines ended up um, decamping up to Byron Bay for a few days. Tough. Uh, back in yeah, it was a, it was a tough <laughs> gig. And we, had, yeah. we had one full day with Chris and then we had one full day with Elsa. And, mm. um, yeah, it was a, it was a, a truly unbelievable day. Uh, they were both lovely to work with, both great people who were happy to have a chat and, and pose for selfies with all of us when we'd finished um, getting all the shots we needed with them. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great day. And, and Dylan Alcott was also similarly uh, awesome to work with. We had a very wet day in Melbourne the day that I was supposed to be shooting with him, so we had to come up with a last-minute contingency of where we were going to shoot because none of us wanted to be outside playing tennis in the rain, and we ended up 
sort of setting up a a uh, indoor tennis court in the car park of an advertising agency. <laughs> and it actually creatively ended up being a much better video for that happening. So yep. I'm quite proud of that. Join our free Facebook group, Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop, and join in on the conversation with auto repair shop owners just like you globally. It's, uh, it sounds like quite a varied former life that you had in, the, uh, in that side of things. So it sounds like lots of fun. Yeah, I, I, I like to do lots of different things. What I like about what I do now is that every day is different. My, mm. my calendar is just full of just meetings and uh, appointments and every single day is something different. So yep. I thought I liked the routine of full-time work and I did for a long time there and it scared mm. me when that kind of abruptly came to an end last year. But in the last 12 months of, of being more of a freelancer, it's, it's been really, really good. And given that you seem to be interested in a lot of things um, and have many talents, how do you manage to, to blend them together to create your, your brand and, and the opportunities for yourself? Well, I think um, having worked in radio, a lot of that has kind of bled into what I'm doing now. So working in radio certainly gave me a very good sense of audio and the important part that, that plays, particularly with video. Um, you know, I think that audio in many ways can actually be more important than video when you're watching something on YouTube because the audience will hang around if they can hear you well but if the picture's a little bit off they're more likely to stick around but if it's bad audio they'll mm. you've lost them you know yeah. and you kind of get away with slightly substandard picture quality so i think working in radio gave me a, a good sense of that and also just dealing with with people with talent with you know i hate this word celebrities they are used to being sort of treated and spoken to in a certain way and i think after many years of doing that, working on breakfast radio, you, you kind of just do get a bit of a sense of how they want to hear things and, and, yeah. and what you need to kind of say and do to make it work for them. So I think in terms of directing people on camera, I, I learned a lot from radio. Yeah. And just the pacing also. I mean, radio is such a fast medium. Things just get turned around so quickly. So I think just having a fair idea of, of keeping things fast and punchy and, and to the point. Okay. Take a smoke out and review us on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen. Our uh, clients uh, at the Workshop Whisperer and, uh, and the fans of this podcast are all auto repair shop owners. And one of their fears is, or their phobias, is producing content. They feel like they're just mechanics and there's no way that they know what needs to go out there and the quality that it should be. So what advice would you have to the, uh, have for them when it comes to the power of the content that they could put out there? Because it's in front of them every day. They've got work coming through their, their workshops. And, you know, what benefit can it have for their business if they can get some out there? I think just giving yourself time to make content, whether that be audio or video, if you rush it, it'll invariably lessen the quality. I think as much mm. pre-preparation that you can put into it as possible really does improve the quality so i know i can everyone's busy and everyone has work to do but i think it really does pay off just set aside a little bit of time to prepare get your microphones uh in the right spot get your camera where you need it get the lighting as good as you can if you're doing video mm -hmm. uh, try and find somewhere quiet and it's one of those things where the more time and and frankly money you invest in this the better the outcome every time you know, like having a flair for how things should look is, is sort of really only 50% of it. You do need 
good gear and just a good amount of time to really make things look and sound good. Perfect. So back to four wheels in a seat, you're getting a, a, a loaner car from, uh, from the uh, manufacturers every week. Does that mean there's a review every week as well? Yes. Yeah. The only times that I've uh, missed that weekly schedule pretty much has been uh, just over Christmas, really, um, yep. when everyone kind of stopped and I needed a break too. So that kind of actually worked out well. <laughs> I try to time these things so that I have one car a week sometimes there's a day or two overlap but um yeah the full production probably takes me about a day a week of shooting and editing nice and i know just from uh the reviews that i've seen so even though i owned a workshop and uh and i operate in the industry in this capacity i don't speak mechanics so i very much appreciated your non-technical jargon and i know that um you know there's lots of wives that are listeners of the podcast who work in the auto repair shop but don't have the technical background either so I highly recommend to you wives, jump on um, Alex's channel, Four Wheels in a Seat, and uh, you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised uh, about what you can learn about uh, each of the cars that he reviews. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, I've got two kids uh, myself, so uh, the practicality of a car is always very important. I, somebody actually told me just yesterday that I'm, it's ridiculous that I go and put myself into the back seat of some of these cars. <laughs> yes. I'm 190 centimetres, I'm not sure. Yeah. And most small cars are just not built for me in the back seat. So somebody said, oh, well, you're, you're not the average Australian. Why are you doing that? You say that the back seat's only good for kids. And look, that may be true, but there are going to be times when maybe you will need to put a tall person in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also boot space is another crucial thing that people think of because it's, oh, can I get a pram in there? Can I get the shopping in there? What if we're going on a road trip? What do we do then? Yeah. And so I always try to cover all of those bases with my car reviews. No, I loved it. And uh, I know... Uh, our, our listeners will love it too. So jump over to YouTube uh, for all of you out there. Uh, four wheels in a seat. So Alex, thank you so much for jumping on Whispering Loudly with us today. It's been great to have you on. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And if you have a question about running your auto repair shop that you would like answered, please email us with your question to admin at workshopwhisperer.com. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning Workshop Whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to Platinum sponsor Podium and Titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk.